Do you enjoy the WT Fada podcast and want more of it throughout the week? Well, boy, do I have a surprise for you. A special invitation to our Instagram page. It's kind of the central hub that makes WT Fada work. Um, head on over to Instagram and give us a follow at WT Fada underscore podcast. And uh, you'll be able to see via our stories what the next week's episode is going to be about and the links for you to be able to send us voice messages in regards to that next week's episode, which is pretty cool. We haven't done that on the show yet, but we're looking forward to getting some, you know, listener reactions and feedback. Um, Also, um, the Instagram page throughout the week. Now we post general show updates, but we also post news articles that are basically things that we want to talk about in the off-topic of the upcoming episode. So that's kind of cool. You get a sneak peek of things that we're going to be talking about. Um, And also, whenever a new piece of art comes out related to WT Fada, I always throw it up on the WT Fada Instagram page um, so that you guys can get a look at the different merchandise that's available, the different designs and everything. And, um, you know, it's it's kind of, it is the central hub. It's the lifeblood of WT Fada. So we do hope to see you there. Thanks, guys. Am I am I going? Oh, uh, I'm, I don't am, know. Uh, you usually kick it. All right. Hey, hey, guys. How are you? Uh, welcome to the fifty-fifth episode of WT Fada, and I am your co-anchor, Ron B. Three, and I'm joined by your other co-anchor, uh, John Callahan. What's going on, man? Nothing much. Sorry we fudged that intro a little bit there. No, it's I fine. I, I was like, I started off the last few. Like, let's, let's, let's share the wealth here. Yeah, no, it's good. It's good. I, I think that the one of the reasons that this show is charming is that we don't know what we're doing. So <laughs> I feel like that was like a golden moment. That was very WT Fodder-esque of us to start it off that way. Yes. Yeah. I, I was into it. Um, how have you been, man? Been doing well. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah, no complaints. Nothing crazy going on. That's good. But, you know, life's going. I know we have uh, a lot to talk about here with the trailer you just showed me. Uh, yeah. I, I, like, I can't even. So, so yesterday was, uh, DC Fandom, um, which I knew was going to be pretty good, uh, but I... I was not... Alright. All day, they were dropping trailers. All pretty cool things. A couple of game announcements that were neat. Um, Suicide Squad killed the Justice League. It seems like it's going to be wild. Um, Gotham Knights, I'm not sold on. I, I, I just am such a Batman fan that it's hard for me to get attached to a game that just doesn't have him in it. Um, and, you know, Zack Snyder's Justice League trailer dropped yesterday, which was pretty cool. You got to see Darkseid. Um, but it really wasn't until the very end of the night that we got, I mean, the real, to me, the real star of the day, um, they had a half hour long panel, uh, with Matt Reeves, where he was just talking about the Batman and everything that they've been doing. And then out of nowhere, they dropped a teaser trailer like an actual teaser trailer. I thought 
I thought we might get uh, photos of the villains. Um, I thought we might get some like B-roll footage if we were lucky. I had no idea that we were going to get like a, an actual teaser mm-hmm. trailer, and it was everything. I, I can't. I, I'm having a hard time like <laughs> processing how good that fucking thing looks. Yeah, if you saw the level of excitement on Ron's face when he got to show me the trailer, he he said, and I quote, "This thing has only been out for about twelve hours, and I've watched it like nine thousand times." Yeah, we easily. Stopped, we stopped midwalk. We're we're outside again mm-hmm. at the park, and uh, we were walking to our spot, and then just like we just had to stop and watch the trailer. Yes, get that in there. So. I found out John hadn't seen it, and I was like, yeah. you need to watch this. Um, yeah, I, I'm i very, very, very happy. I, I feel spoiled. I heard somebody online say that they felt like uh, yesterday was like an embarrassment of riches uh, for DC fans, and I, I can't argue with that. There's just so much cool shit mm-hmm. happening. Um, this whole fucking week has been nuts with, like, with Affleck coming back for the Flash movie. Um, that's something I never in a million years thought that I was going to see. Um, so very excited for that. I'm excited about the prospects. Like just the fact that Affleck's open to playing him again in a, in a script that he likes means that if you were to write another good script, he might come back for more too. And I, I am a firm believer that you can have you know, your cake and eat it too. Like having the Pattinson Batman in the movies and having the Ben Affleck Batman on HBO Max, I don't think would be too difficult, you know, to pull off. Um, I enjoyed Affleck as Batman. I'd just see him come back. His soul is like the the closest to the Bruce Wayne soul. Mm. Like the just, just he's in pain. You know, he's in pain and it it drives him towards what he is, you know. Um, but that's one of the things that's really nice about this trailer, too, is that you're looking at Pattinson and, and you see he's a lot younger. This is year two Batman, so we're not going to have to sit through the origin story. We're just going to jump right into he's Batman. Um, and, like you can just see on his face and in his eyes that this is somebody that's lost and confused and hasn't quite figured out what they're supposed to be yet. Um, and also like in that same, in that same face, the determination to find out, you know, who they, who they're meant to be, you know, um, very, very dark, very gritty. There's a point in the trailer where he hits a thug, Ten times in five seconds. Oh, it's brutal. It's fucking crazy, dude. <laughs> it's fucking crazy. Yeah, that was probably like the highlight of that trailer for me. Yeah. The fight scene. The fight scenes are going to be intense. I was, you know, when Scott... Sorry. I always get Scott Snyder, Zack Snyder confused. Scott Snyder's a comic book writer. Um, but yeah, no. When Zack Snyder did the warehouse sequence in Batman v Superman, I was like this needs to carry over like if you know even if ben affleck batman disappears forever this is how batman needs to fight on film now um the fact that they just competently held the camera in the same spot Mm. while pattinson and that guy well 
I mean, that guy tried to hit Batman, missed horrendously, and then Batman hits him the ten times in five seconds. And the fact that they didn't cut around it, the fact that it really is Robert Pattinson, you know that it's him. You know that that's a, that's a one-er. Like, he's going to do all those hits. You know, the guy falls, he hits him two more times, and then there's the I'm Vengeance mm-hmm. line, which is such fan service. That's, like, from Batman the Animated Series. Yeah. Um, so that was fucking great, but... You know that that's a one which means you know that, like, Robert Pattinson is doing the stunts, you know, that the stuntman is... If, I mean, they're so visceral that I'm like, I don't know, maybe they maybe they were like, hey, stuntman, do you mind getting punched in the head? Because, they, <laughs> like, that, it just looks so raw. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know. Anybody that has doubts about Pattinson, like, you just, I think you gotta let go of him now. The voice, too. That voice is the best voice since the animated series. Like, it's not, it's, it's raspy and quiet, um, but it doesn't go into, like, that way over-the-top Christian Bale growl thing. <laughs> um, and they don't have to do, like, the voice modulator that they use with Affleck. Um, so, I don't know. Altogether, I'm fucking blown away. Um, there was also somebody in the trailer that I didn't realize it was them. And then people started, like, saying, like, wait a minute, is that? And I was like, I wasn't sure. I had to, I, I literally went and I found a picture of this person. And then I did, uh, like, some forensic investigation, right? Mm-hmm. Because it's this person. Yeah. It's 100% their ear. But they put prosthetics all over their face. Mm-hmm. And you can't tell that it's Colin Farrell as the penguin <clears throat> in that trailer. And he looks spot on, like so intense looking he has like this huge fucking scar that's just like this random thing across his face which is kind of cool it like brings him into like almost like an al capone style thing um if you look for it you'd find it on uh on my personal instagram yeah i was gonna say i was just gonna pull that up because i i I saw it and um it's it's incredible and the paul dano thing like paul dano's riddler looks fucking terrifying like straight up like the zodiac killer david fincher type shit um i don't know it looks wild zoe kravitz's catwoman looks cool i like the cowl that they did for her it's not like a it might not even be that she's trying to look like a cat it's just the way that the the thing is stitched is causing the little points on her ears and that might lead to the legend and then she might adopt that mantle more Mm -hmm. um Andy Serkis's voice as Alfred is fucking great. We didn't get to see him, but he sounds great. Jeffrey Wright looks fucking perfect as, as Jim Gordon. I, I, I can't... Uh, I'm, I'm way too excited about it. It's going to be great. <laughs> yeah, that picture you post, that kind of like, that photo lapse. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's his eyes are spot on there, too. Yeah. Eyes and ears. Yeah. Ugh. It's yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's what I like is like the penguin in the comics is somebody that uh, people underestimate a lot. Right. Um, Even in real life, they underestimate him. Like the people think about the penguin as a character, and they kind of like laugh him off. But like the penguin is a nasty, nasty son of a bitch, and I feel like just that one look at his face. kind of tells you the story you know mm-hmm. he just looks like he is a a hardened vicious criminal 
you know. Right. And I, I don't know. I I feel like the um, it's a small thing, but. I don't know. The the I think it it's set up to make it seem like the penguin is saying this. The penguin's being chased by Batman in the Batmobile and he says this guy is crazy talking about Batman. Mm. And that just having somebody like bring that up in just the teaser trailer it's something that I don't feel like I I feel like this movie's going to dive into more of that more of like the psychological aspect of Bruce Wayne and like what the mental state of somebody that decides to dress up like a bat and beat the ever loving Christ out of people, you know, mm-hmm. what that takes, you know, um, which I'm, I'm all for Pattinson just looks like he's very edgy. Um, he looks, he looks dangerous, which is what you need. We haven't like, Affleck can seem dangerous. I think Bale can seem dangerous, but like Pattinson feels like a different beast. You know, he feels like somebody that might actually be a sociopath, which is fucking crazy. <laughs> um, but yeah, I'm, I'm too excited. <sighs> Anything else happened this week? No, I got nothing. <laughs> Me got neither. Nothing. I, yeah. I feel like it was a pretty. Quiet week. I feel like the entire thing was the calm before the storm. Like I was just waiting for, for this Saturday to hit. You mm-hmm. know, is um, what a fucking, what a fucking thing. Um, we've had some some highlights for the show. I was I was really happy, um, with we got we got some extra plays. Out of nowhere, which was nice. Thank you to whoever that was. I, I guess you sat down and listened to 52 of these, which is a lot of stamina. <laughs> <laughs> and then um, on What's the Story, uh, you guys should definitely check out the newest episode where Kayla and I are talking about mastering dialogue. Um, because she shares... A weight loss tip, a weight loss secret that will absolutely stun you. Um, it's it's incredible, and you're guaranteed to lose at least an ounce of weight. So, you check that out. Listen, this sounds like a uh, clickbait ad. No, I, I'm telling you, it's it's amazing. It's an amazing story. This weight loss tip. Mm-hmm. I'll have to lose five inches in three weeks. That's how she pitched it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm not going to be able to do like a like any more off topic without just. I'm going to keep talking about the the trailer for the Batman. Like, I don't want to do that to uh, to anybody. So yeah. I'm no. going to stop. Yeah, we can go ahead and, and right. get into it. <laughs> All right. Cool. <laughs> All right. Throw into commercial, guys. We'll be back in a minute. From the beginning of human history, when cavemen scribbled pigment on stone walls and early men gathered around the campfire, through the ages to modern day, full of superhero blockbusters and Netflix and chill, one thing unites us still, storytelling. 
So tune in to WT Fada's new sister show, What's the Story, where your hosts, Kayla and Ron, discuss the art and elements behind storytelling, covering everything from character development and plot devices to what it means to be human. Available now on Anchor, Spotify, and other listening platforms. Dive further into the WT Fada network. Join us. We can't wait to share our stories with you. John! What the fuck are we talking about? Boy, if you listen to last week's episode, you'd have a pretty good idea of what we're talking about today. So let's <laughs> just dive into it. We're talking about Bill and Ted's Bogus Journey. The Bogus Journey of Bill and Ted. Yes. They, they had their excellent adventure, and now it's time for the Bogus Journey. Yeah. What would you think about this one, Ron? I, I think I liked it more than the first one. Um, you seem a little indifferent. Yeah, well, here's the thing. The first half of it was going like gangbusters, and I was all in, you know? Mm-hmm. Having a good time. A lot of, uh, lot of funny moments. Uh, they seized on a lot more comedy in this one right. than the last one. Uh, however, the second half of the movie I just fell out of really hard. <laughs> what was the turning point? I don't even really know. It's like, I think it was, I think when they took possession of the two guys at the precinct, uh, Ted's dad and that other dude. Oh, when they went, that was still kind of early. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, that was still How early. How early was it? Oh, I'd say that was like, that was in the first half of the movie. Yeah? I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I've, I, I, the, the very beginning, all that stuff I really liked, and then the rest I, I was just like, I don't know, I it guess. It got really out there. Like, yeah. Really out there. Mm-hmm. Which, I don't know, for a movie like Bill and Ted, I just roll with it. Yeah. You know, it's not, uh, it's not something that's like a, a deal breaker. Yeah, I mean, they're not trying to make Citizen Kane. Yeah. You know. Mm. Yeah. But, Sorry. <laughs> No, it's just it's funny. <laughs> <laughs> Orson Welles didn't direct this one. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, yeah, you're halfway through, and you're like, yeah, well, this part there at the precinct, I'm like, that's pretty damn early in the movie. Yeah, I mean, look, I thought, I thought some of it was pretty inspired. I, I do like the idea of. First of all, I was happy to see the way that they carried through the whole idea that these guys are like the saviors of our world. And, you know, in the future, there's, like... Bill and Ted Academy. Yeah, it's like there's a whole society that's based around it still. And, like, I, I think that that's really cool. Um, Again, with, like, the futuristic clothing, it's just so funny. They never get it right. I, I don't know... I feel like there's only a couple of movies that I think were on the right track. One of them is um, Blade Runner 2049. I could see us going that way. But... uh yeah, I don't know the gigantic fucking sneakers. Yeah. What like, What were those? I don't know, man. It was just so funny. Though. What like, are those? It's just, yeah. <laughs> it's just really interesting to see, you yeah. know, what they thought the future kind of would be like. It's like you just toss on like regular clothes and throw on some like weird looking like I don't even know what to call it. Just yeah. Just throw on like styrofoam parts. Like here's some styrofoam shoulders, yeah. some styrofoam knees, some styrofoam shoes. Yeah. And there you go. 
know what it was. I think you and I should probably just start doing that and just see if we can get up it to, like that. Yeah. Like well, even if you're wearing sleeveless and shorts, just still put on the knee pads and shoulder pads. Yeah, yeah. You know, just. <laughs> I th um, I think we could get it going. Did it say the year? Did it try and say that? I don't remember. No, I think they did I, in the I first movie. It, it yeah. was. It's quite a ways in the future. Yeah. Um, ways away, which is probably where the next movie's gonna come into play. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'll, you know, I know we talked about we didn't know where this movie was gonna go and how the third one was gonna tie into it but they you know it, it seemed like they actually took into consideration where the second movie left off and took a few key things from there and yeah you know we're gonna uh, continue it yeah with bill and ted face the music so i'm actually like more excited now to watch uh face the music than i was yeah before this now we watched through these these two movies here i, I just like the second one a lot mm, yeah was a lot better yeah i i, I did too there was, um, there was a couple of one-liners when they were like, like we're in the beginning when they were do, uh, auditioning or whatever for the Battle of Bands, yeah, and they're like, oh, like the girls can play, but you guys can't. It's like, yeah, well, they're from like medieval England, and, and Bill's like, Ted, and he's like, sorry, they're from like medieval England, Iowa. Yeah, that's really why. good. It just, it just caught me so off guard. It's just, it a, so it's just a regular town name, no <laughs> <Yeah>. big deal. <laughs> yeah, I like that. I also like the way that they embrace the idea. I okay, so. How, what was the occasion of their birthday? Was it the, what did the cards say? Was it only 125? How old they were? The, the girls? I thought, I think you said 521. Okay, 521. I have, I'm like having like, dyslexia in my mind. Yeah. That makes more sense. Um, but I like the fact that they like paid attention to like that aspect of, you know, where they're from and that. Okay, so so from an insider's perspective, you're like, oh my god, like, it's, it's like, they're actually from that time. So yeah, this kind of works out to be 524, 21 years that they've been alive, you know. Um, but from an outsider perspective, like, would you be that, like, if if like a couple of teenagers were like, hey. Uh, our girlfriends are 521 years old. And then they were like, yeah, we're 521 years old. Mm -hmm. You would just be like, okay, whatever. And then, like, maybe it would become a joke, and then you would, like, make a birthday card that was like, oh, happy 521st birthday, right? Uh -huh. So, like, it's like they're, like, the whole town, like, it seems like everybody is acknowledging that these girls are from the past. Mm -hmm. But, like, they might not really understand that they actually are 100% from the past. Right. I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, it doesn't seem like it. Yeah. It seemed like they were, they were trying to like hide it. No. So it was just, I mean, coming from people like Bill and Ted, you know, I wouldn't put it past them to say something stupid like, oh, girlfriends are 521 years old. And just be like, everybody would just be like, oh, yeah, okay, yeah. cool. Haha, ha, funny. Know? I'll write that on their birthday card. Yeah. Um, I thought that was fun. I also liked, all right, getting George Carlin back as Rufus. I'm like, how did, how did they wind up with George Carlin? Like, how did he get attached with, like, like for two of those movies i i understand like sometimes when they do casting mm -hmm. you'll get like a big talent to come in and do it once but the second time is a little bit harder uh it seems like all they had to do was film like two scenes with him i know but i'm just surprised I'm just surprised yeah but i liked him i like seeing him again and i liked there was one joke there that i really really enjoyed which was um 
I forget if it was like the guitarist or the bassist from Faith No More. Oh yeah. That he introduced, and he was like, you know, from Faith No More, founder of the uh, Faith No More Theological Center, and I was like, that's fucking hysterical. Like <laughs> Faith No More having some type of religious school. Yeah, yeah. That they like, <laughs> I just thought that was really good. <laughs> A couple jokes like that that I thought were fantastic. Yeah, um, this the, like you said earlier, this one really. I feel like it found its kind of place, and, and you know, they I think they kind of solidified what kind of comedy they were going to do, and they were able to build mm. off that from the first movie, so yeah, some pretty quality jokes in there, I'm not going to lie. Yeah, they're, they're like real, like actual, well-crafted jokes. Like, I feel like the first movie kind of got along on, you know, the likability of Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves, mm -hmm. you know? This one feels like they... Um, people behind the scenes were working hard to like craft more of those moments, mm -hmm. which was nice. Yeah. Um, I don't know at what point along Keanu Reeves's like martial arts journey he was in, uh, but I kind of wish that like the evil Keanu Reeves could have like busted out some like crazy martial arts moves. Yeah, I don't know when he started either. Ooh. But if you see what he's capable of doing now, it seems like he's been doing it for a long time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sure. Yeah, I think he always kind of had that interest. I mean, this was 91, so this was a long, long, long time ago. Yeah, but, I mean, I think part of the, like, I don't know when he would have gotten started, necessarily. Mm -hmm. But I know that even by the time they were filming The Matrix, which would have happened in, like, 1998. Yeah. He was already an accomplished martial artist. Oh, okay. So I don't know exactly when he started, but I feel like he might have still... He might have... Even if he didn't know much, I thought it would have been kind of cool to see that, just because it would be so foreign from what you expect from Ted. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, no, I like the... Uh, I like the, the, the fact that the princesses carried over. I like that they have, like, the quirky manner of speaking. And it almost, like, kind of matches the quirky manner that Bill and Ted uh -huh. use. You know, like, they have, like, very strange... They remind me of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Like the I, four of them together? I mean, maybe. <laughs> but uh, particularly Bill and Ted. Just the, the things that they say, you know. Our girlfriends are most chaste. <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of lines like that that I was like, oh man, that's fucking great. Um, yeah, I'm trying to look up when he started his training, but mm. might be hard to track down. Yeah, I figured I'd just figured I'd throw it a Google search and see what I can find. Okay, so John found information. He's doing Kayla Kennedy's clarification job, like on the show as it happens. This is how you do it, Kayla. All right. <laughs> I tend to do that. Okay. I'm like, oh, I'm just going to fucking Google it. Why not? Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. According, according to the internet, he, he first started in preparation for the Matrix. So That's amazing. About I mean, nearly 10 years after. That's amazing. Eight to 10 years after. He made it look flawless mm. when he was in the Matrix. Like, you, yeah. I bought it 100%. I mean, when you're acting... You know, you, you learn a few moves, 
yeah on people that are gonna go with it you can look pretty legit yeah you know put up against someone who's gonna actively resist even someone yeah. with no training is gonna look <laughs> look like shit yeah <laughs> yeah um so I don't know I liked it though liked what Bill and Ted's bogus journey oh. I liked yeah. death death was fun he was hilarious yeah so you know the whole, whole premise of this movie is is they send uh, Rooster's old gym teacher sends back so this is something I wanted to bring up so right okay, he, he, he makes these like really advanced robots evil Ted and evil Bill he sends them back right and then Bill and Ted they gotta figure out a way to, to match you know I know I'm kind of getting ahead of myself here and ahead of the movie this is like no totally but, jump but they you know We'll talk about the, the in between all this, but they get to heaven and they they get the the most advanced scientists in all the you know all the universe or whatever. It's these two things they call station, and they task station with building robots that are better than the ones that are sent to kill them, and they look awful. Yeah, it's yeah. like the robots that that were built for the evil Bill and Ted look way more advanced. Right. Yeah. It just didn't make any sense. I thought it was so stupid. <laughs> it was, like, so clunky by comparison. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why... And they, like, moved by themselves, but then they were remote-controlled at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, what the fuck is going on here? They look, like, very, like, um... I don't know, like, Hasbro toy, like, 1993. Yeah. You know? It was, like, Rock'em Sock'em Robots. Yeah, like, something like that. Just kind of where they wind up. Mm -hmm. They kind of, like, a Rock'em Sock'em Robot pyrotechnic show mm -hmm. up on the stage um yeah no that is kind of odd but at the same time i'm like like there are some things that are built for aesthetics that aren't built for performance so mm -hmm. i kind of get it mm -hmm. i mean it would it would it, it's different but it could just be a case where like that hardware is like way more durable than what the evil bill and ted are made out of yeah um could be I also, the, the emphasis on these two, like, if you want to talk about evil, right, the, the, the emphasis on the evil Bill and Ted trying desperately to hurt cats and kittens throughout this right. entire movie, I was like, they didn't send back evil Bill and Ted, they sent back Luca and Magnata. Yeah. Like, that's who they sent back <laughs> to fucking kill Bill and Ted. Like, every two seconds... They're, like, trying to hurt cats, and I was like, these fucking guys are assholes. Like, they, they did their job. Did yeah. their job well. They're like, how can we make these guys seem vile? Like, yeah. Like, have them try and murder kittens. Yeah. Like, when they're coming down on the phone booth, he's like, land on that cat. And I'm like, what the fuck is yeah. this? And he's like, I'm trying, Evil Ted. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, he moved. Yeah. You know, for... Evil robots, you know, I mean, Bill and Ted, by nature, just come off very innocent and yeah. harmless. They, they, I think they did a really good job, though, with making them seem evil. Like, they made them, they made them talk about evil shit, you know, like murdering kittens and about murdering Bill and Ted. And yeah. There was something, like, maniacal and, like, eerie about the pleasure that they got out of it, you know? Yeah. But they played in that same type of innocence, but... You know, it was very clear. Yeah, like, they really did latch on to, like, an evil version of their personalities. Right. Which is, uh, was like, a cool take. I feel like it would have been very easy to go, like, a Terminator route. And I still feel like those evil versions of them feel like them still, which mm -hmm. is interesting. Um, 
Yeah, I... I just, I was going to say something about that, too, but what, what was it? I don't know, say something. I, I'll, I'll figure out what I'm going for. Hey, we can talk about the Grim Reaper. Yeah. He, he was on, I think he's coming back for the third one. Same guy, too. I played him. I'm pretty sure. I like the, I like when he was walking through the store, and he was passing that guy, and he was like, see you soon. Oh. And he just <laughs> continued on his way, and the dude's standing there like, what? <laughs> that was well, pretty good. <laughs> so evil Bill and Ted are obviously successful in killing the real Bill and Ted, mm -hmm. and immediately the Grim Reaper shows up, mm -hmm. and he's like, we got to get back. Yeah. He's like, there's only one way to get back. You know, you have to challenge me to something or whatever. Yeah. And he's like, well, what if we lose? And he goes, and you stay here forever. And it's like, well, that's going to be the case anyway, so why not fucking challenge him? Right. But and he's like, and what if we win? He's like, no one's ever won. And, like, they kind of table that for a while. There's a lot that kind of happens in between that. Mm. So you're thinking, like, wow, what, what could it possibly be that you have to challenge a Grim Reaper to and win to get back in? And it turns out it's fucking Battleship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, it just doesn't stop there because the Grim Reaper's a sore loser. But I'm going to go from Battleship to Clue yeah. to, I know, Twister's on there, but I think there's yeah. something between that. Yeah, I think it was, yeah, I don't know. I can't remember the order of events Because he went best two out of three. Everything, like, blurred together yeah. on the tail end. I was just, like, sensory mm -hmm. overload. So much shit going on. But anyway, yeah, they ended up beating him. Yeah. The best four out of seven. I forget what the <laughs> third one is. There's something in between Twister. Some old school game. Can't remember. But man. It's gonna bug me. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna bug me too. But yeah, no, I thought that the whole, uh. I don't know, the. The, the story was interesting. It was, it was like a. I was glad that they didn't just double down on time travel. I was glad that they were like, time travel, alternate realities, the afterlife. You know, mm -hmm. um, that that really worked for me. I'm curious to see if they add further layers on top of that in the next movie. Well, you know? with how advanced and how deep movies have gotten to time travel and, and alternate dimensions, mm -hmm. there's a, a lot they could do with it. That was like very on the surface type stuff. <laughs> yeah. Then, you know? Yeah. It was pretty cool. Um. I keep like circling around a thought, and I just can't get it. I know it's I can see it. Killing I can see it me. on you. It's killing me. Well, we can. Uh, you know something that stood out like in the beginning at the at the the birthday party of the girlfriends. Yes. Yeah. When you see that Bill's mother ex, you know, whatever you want to call her yeah. at this point. Yeah. Is now divorced. Bill's dad, and is now with Ted's dad. Yeah, and when she passes. <laughs> the the colonel oats she's oh, yeah. like hi oatsy and he's like hi <laughs> and you're like oh god like yeah. everybody is like taking a turn with this chick um <laughs> and he's like what? and then his girlfriend's like maybe she's gonna hook up with you ted and bill's like you be your own stepdad yeah <laughs> so, <stupid. laughs> so dumb i did is. i really like the moment where he's like He's like, your dad looks awful, and he's like, I know. And then they show him, and it's like, is that the same guy? Even like, yeah, I, I, I feel like they it. cast a different dude <laughs> that just was like fifty pounds overweight. Yeah. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, he did look bad. He looked awful. Looked awful. So he's just standing there crying, watching her like mm -hmm. canoodle with the uh, with Ted's dad. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, it was really funny. That I, I, 
you know, I felt like the the take that they, I felt like the way that they did the first, you know, we talked about extensively last week that it was creepy. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, there was some creepy shit going on with, with, uh, with Bill's dad and that, that girl. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I almost, like, I kind of admire them for, like, leaning into it further yeah in this one where it was like yeah it is creepy like look how creepy it can get you know like mm-hmm. uh i thought that that was fun um it doesn't it doesn't make what they did in the first movie less creepy it, yeah. it probably enhances the creepiness but i just the fact that they were just like yep that's what we're doing yeah, yeah. i was into it you know um well this one it was like they kind of figure like reinforced it was like you know the play on somebody you go into school with is like your stepmom you know i think yeah. that's ultimately what the joke is there yeah you know it's like you know say like you you like went out with my mom and it was like we go to school together mm-hmm. like we're the same age it's like they kind of like play on on like the dynamic of that which yeah you know yeah it's, it's weird. like what the fuck <laughs> it's funny it's like i read something the other day that like sean penn's dating a girl that's like 12 years younger than his oldest daughter or something it's yeah. like jesus jesus christ really yeah, something like that. Ben? I don't know. Like, he's old. He's right? got to be like in his late sixties, easily, seventies. It's real. I don't know. I, I I I won't comment on human behavior. I don't understand necessarily human behavior. I just know that we're all kind of awful. <laughs> so, makes sense. Mm-hmm. I get it. Um, but yeah, no, I uh, I did. I I felt like there was a lot of. Uh, that that lean into what they were doing uh, with that character, and almost like I think the first time you see them in the first movie, you um, that was really funny. So okay, I, I I gotta I'll I'll go back to that thought. All right, but I just wanna I just wanna say about how official W T Fada has become. Okay, so. We're sitting here in a public park, and off to our left, you can see the field. And this guy was walking along with his kid. And as he was walking past, he looked and he saw us recording the show. And then he grabbed his son by the arm and said, like this, and like to, to go back the way they came. And his son said something, and he went, shh, like that his finger up and told the kid to be quiet uh i didn't see any of that yeah it's all over all, right in that clearing but i mean just the fact that people were like they're recording a very very important show <laughs> be quiet like <laughs> i feel like i feel like it's uh people are finally starting to get some goddamn respect right finally. yeah this uh, is our park we're on the ship next week right <laughs> when i went to the spot oh uh, man on, like you can't play over there. It's <laughs> too far studio. Yeah. That was really funny. Just to see that out of the corner of my eye while I was trying to talk about that. Um, okay, so <laughs> what I was saying <laughs> what I was saying was uh, just the fact that they lean into um, they kinda alright, so the first the first movie, I feel like you wind up feeling a little bit like Missy, right? Missy's the the, the stepmom's yes. name. Alright. Yeah. I feel like you <laughs> you wind up feeling like Missy is being more taken advantage of, mm-hmm. right? 
And then this movie, they did kind of a smart thing, which was to introduce the idea that, like, she she just ditched the guy that she was apparently being taken advantage of, mm-hmm. and then, like, the next two love interests that she had were also in that same age bracket. Mm-hmm. So I felt less like she was prey. Like, it recontextualized what I saw in the first movie mm-hmm. and made me feel more like, no, like, this is this is what she likes, this is what she's after, mm-hmm. you know? Um, so, it, like, it shifted the way that I think about the power balance that existed in the first movie. Mm-hmm. Um, that was kind of smart. Yeah. I'm curious to see what they're going to do with her in this next movie if she's in it. Because yeah. now she's going to be... Now she would realistically be the age of the the fathers. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, it's been about the right amount of time, so now she would be, like, in her 40s or 50s. And I think, like, the logical thing to do is that she's dating somebody that's, like, in high school. Dating someone younger. Like, than hilarious. That would be that would be really funny. I feel like that's what they, they, have, to, they have to go that direction. You I know? hope so. I haven't, like, looked into... Like the cast for this movie at all? That'd be interested to see if she's coming back. I, I hope that they do. I felt I felt really surprised by the the amount of connective tissue between the first and second movie. Mm-hmm. I was surprised that it was there mm-hmm. because I honestly was like, are they really gonna like have a lore? You know. But the fact that it was so well synced up, I don't know. It kind of makes me feel like they're gonna. Like, the third movie might be the same way, where it's like, no, we're like... I, I mean, we're, we we can't get George Carlin, obviously. No, obviously. He is otherwise occupied. Um, but I do feel like a lot of what came before might be... There might be shades of it in this one coming up. Yeah. And by the way, Sean Penn's girlfriend is 28 years old. A year younger than I am. And Sean Penn's 59. 59? Yeah. Age is just a number. Good for him. Happy for him. Uh, I feel like once you like <laughs> get into like your twenties and up, it's like it's just a fucking free for all. It sound it seems like yeah. You know, pe- I mean, there's people that are dating that are just like decades apart. Yeah. Yeah, I. Uh, I've never seen her before in anything. Leila George, American Australian actress. Actress. She looks a little familiar. I'll have to see where she's in, but pretty. Yeah, she's pretty. Um, so then his younger, his his eldest daughter must be forty then. If the yeah, some, said she's something years like that. Younger than his eldest daughter. I don't know. I can't remember what I read. I just know that she's younger than his his daughter, which yeah. is like, oh yeah, that's kind of that's a little bit sobering. Don't think about that too much. <laughs> yeah. Um, fuck. Where were we at? I don't remember. This is a park. We're in a park. Yeah. There's a field. Some trees. Yeah. Other than that, I don't remember. Oh, yeah. Like, they can't get George Carlin back. Just sad. Mm-hmm. But I do feel like that we might be seeing more um, than we're expecting in... Uh, in the third movie. I, I'm pretty excited about the third one, you know. Are you? Yeah. Legit, yeah? I think so. I mean, <laughs> I I like... 
I like those characters if I don't like the stories that they're in as much. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, I feel like they, um... I feel like Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter have good chemistry together, and I get a kick out of, like, the way that those two think. Um, and... I haven't seen Keanu Reeves just be goofy in a long time. I feel mm. like he's he's had to do a surprising amount of work to get away from Bill and Ted, you know, like to be taken seriously because mm-hmm. he just hasn't been his like entire career. Everybody just remembers him as like Ted, you know, because <laughs> even like when they did the Matrix and people were like kind of like they would make fun of him for different like moments in that where it just felt like. At any moment, he was going to be like, excellent, you know? Mm -hmm. Uh, So, uh, I feel like the fact that now he's... I I feel like with John Wick in particular, he's kind of created the the transformation where it's like people don't really remember Bill and Ted that much. And Mm -hmm. the fact that they're bringing it back now is like, that's so fucking crazy. (laughs) It's so crazy. So, under the, the cast for the next movie, they have George Carlin under the cast list so I wonder if they I wonder what it took to bring him back yeah (laughs) I wonder if they'll do some like crazy CGI him into the movie or something I don't know maybe they have unused footage yeah from the old ones maybe that they can kind of like enhance and yeah yeah maybe do it that way they might have been able to like take what they had from stuff that they didn't use and be like well if we write we can write a scenario where what Rufus is saying makes sense in the context of the story that we're telling. Mm-hmm. That's kind of what they did with Carrie Fisher in Star Wars. Because she yep. died before the the last movie. Mm-hmm. So they literally, they had stuff that they had shot with her that they didn't use. And then they literally wrote the script in a way in which they would be able to use that footage. Uh, and it would fit relatively seamlessly. I want to say they did something like that with Philip Seymour Hoffman in the second Mockingjay movie. I think you're right. I, so, yeah. I think you're right, yeah. Um, it's crazy what we can do with technology. It is. And I, I you know, I'm not going to say that I think Star Wars is creatively ba- bankrupt. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it helps to be creatively bankrupt in a scenario like that. Like, when you're just like, well, I mean, I know that we were telling a story and that we had an idea of where we were going. And I know that Carrie Fisher is no longer with us. So we'll just change the story so that we can use footage that we didn't use the last time in this one, you know? Like, it felt... <laughs> it feels like if you had, like, actual, like, real solid intent about what you were trying to do, mm-hmm. that you wouldn't actually be able to do that shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know? Like, they have, like, one deleted scene with Heath Ledger's Joker in The Dark Knight, and they're like, when The Dark Knight rises, how can we set it up so that we can use that, you know, like, it's just like, no, you just don't use it. Like, it's just, it's, it's unfortunate that real life got in the way, you know? Mm-hmm. I think people needed closure, though, yeah. with Carrie Fisher in particular. Like, mm-hmm. I think that it was like, well, it'd be hard to, like, end. They, they, that always is amazing to me that we're going to spoil, spoiler alert you for the latest Star Wars trilogy. But did you see it? No, I haven't. I've seen like some of like the older Star Wars, but mm-hmm. I never really got into it. I watched the new ones like out of 
somewhat morbid curiosity. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm going to spoil it for you, John. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Han Solo in the first movie, right? Then the second movie, Luke Skywalker, right? Uh-huh. And then and, and Leia survives both of those. And then in real life, she fucking dies. She's the only one that they were mm. like, she's not going to die. Yeah. And then they were like, we bet on the wrong horse. Yeah, like, yeah. They, like they had to do like some fast editing and like some computer trickery to be able to like have her be a part of the third movie. And it mm. was like, damn, like that, that was like a can of worms that you opened there. Yeah. You know? It was nuts. <laughs> That's like such an unfortunate circumstance when you have like in-story reasons why you're not going to see Han Solo or Luke Skywalker. Yep. And then, like, you have an in-story reason that you should be able to see this other character whose actress, unfortunately, passed away. Fuck. Life comes at you fast. Yeah. Be prepared. That's why I always, like, when if I ever get to do movies, I'm actually going to film the next movie at the same time I film the first movie. Mm. And then when I'm filming the next yeah. movie, I'll film the movie after that, too, at the same time. So that... I don't have to, you know, hmm. nothing like that will happen. Yeah. You man, just film all three of them at once. You know, that's what they do with the Harry Potter movies. They filmed all seven at the same exact time. Yeah. Which is why they all, they're the same age the entire time. Mm-hmm. And barely notice. Yeah, you know, a little tweak here and there on some special effects and... Yeah. You know, they're all like, set. Yeah. That's a fact. <laughs> don't, don't look it up. Just believe me. I never thought about this before, but I bet Cedric Diggory would play a really good Batman. <laughs> Um, anyways. You know what? They uh, filmed the Batman while they were filming the Goblet of Fire. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, fuck. Fuck, they did Jane Silent Bob, but they did Affleck's Batman, so. Yeah. It's, uh, everything just... happened at the same time already, you know? Yeah, I don't know. I, I I'm, that's interesting that they're bringing back Rufus. I, I'm, I'm... To some capacity, I don't know what it is, but I mean, he's on the list. Like, when I looked up the IMDB cast list, he's... George Carlin's there. I wonder if they have to because, like, if they like reference him at all. I don't know. I don't know. I wonder if it would be in the in the in the sense of a flashback, Mm -hmm. or if like you're gonna see like a time traveling Rufus. That's like, yeah, like I, I'm the same Rufus from the last movie. Like I'm from the same relative time, Mm -hmm. you know, or from the first movie, you know. Because I mean, you can't have another Bill and Ted movie without Rufus. He's like a cornerstone of that. Bill and Ted and Rufus's excellent adventure. Yeah. Bill and Ted and Rufus's bogus journey. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I feel like you need. You should throw him in. Yeah. You know. I mean, he he feels, he does. He feels like, like integral more more so than like the princesses because he's there from the beginning. Like as soon as the strange shit starts happening. Yeah, I mean, none of this would have happened without him. Right. Yeah. So it's hard to. I, yeah, you got to bring him back yeah. somehow. Somehow. Superman Returns did something really interesting, which was that they had footage of Marlon Brando's uh, Jor-El from the Christopher Reeve Superman, and they were able to use that in Superman Returns, which came out in, like, 2006. Mm-hmm. And, like, they used it, like, in the Fortress of Solitude. Like, it was, like, a pre-recorded message, which was even a better excuse. You don't even need that you don't even need the actors to respond necessarily to what Jor-El was saying because Jor-El was not really there, you know. Mm. This is going to be, it'll be weird to see what they do with that. 
I do hope that Missy's in this one, and I she, hope that they see the comedy. Like, I if, mean, she's on. She's on the she's list. On the list. Okay, yeah. you you got distracted by Rufus, and I don't. I did, yeah. It, well, or yeah, you know, I figured we could dive into Rufus, then it's like, oh, by the way. Yeah. So she is there. She's there. I don't know. <sighs> I hope they catch that joke, because that's the obvious. Well, the I mean, obvious joke. Well, I mean, that'd be. That'd be a very fitting uh, joke for like you know the times that we're in too. It's like now it's like yeah. now the woman is in that like position of like power, the older one, you know. If like you yeah. play off that, yeah. But you know, like you said in that second one, you know that was what she was, she wanted all along. You know that was her shit. Yeah, I mean so she wasn't. It, yeah, it made me feel better. Yeah. About the first movie, mm-hmm. you know. Um, you know, we got like a little Jada Pinkett Smith stuff going on. It. Yeah. She's in an yeah. entanglement. <laughs> yeah. An entanglement. She's in an entanglement with a little high school kid. I don't think they'll go that far back. Wait. Explain what you're saying to me here. What happened? Well, no, you know what happened with um, Jada Pinkett Smith and, and Will Smith? You don't oh, know? okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I was I'm making a joke off that. Oh, Because it was one okay. of her son's friends and... Okay. All right. Okay. Are you following? Right. Kind of. How yeah. How old is Jada Pinkett Smith? Oh, he's got to be in his twenties. Jade. Wait, Jaden. Jaden. Yeah. Jaden. Jada. Jada is the mom. Yeah. Okay. And she hooked up with one of Jaden's friends. Does you Will know? Yeah. You didn't know any of this? No. I'm making this whole joke and kind of this like laughing and going along with it. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea what you were talking about. I was oh, like, dude. I was trying to piece it together. Yeah, what yeah. are you saying? Yeah. I mean, I think they were in an open relationship of some sort. I don't know. But like they're, I don't know. Anyway, she got in what she calls an entanglement with this guy, August, who is like the same age, I'm pretty sure, as, as Jaden wow. is. In like, wow. She's like emotional something something going and will smith was just cool with it uh he looks pretty beat up about it really <laughs> like, yeah i don't know i don't i don't i i can't speak on like what like their rules are in their relationship i don't think it was like the traditional me and you the last like i heard about anything with them was her saying that he could look as long as he didn't touch at other women and it wasn't a big deal and all that stuff oh. so if those were the rules, then, like, wow. Wow. She does some, I think she does some talk show where it's, like, they sit at, like, some some table and they, like, hash it out. Like, I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I don't yeah. know nothing about it. Okay. I know that her and Will, he, like, Will Smith was on it. And then, like, that's when they started talking about it. And you just see, like, the life of this dude's eyes just, ugh, you know. I don't, I don't know about the relationship. I'm not going to speak on it. But, anyways. I was if like, I was him, I would bang margot robbie immediately mm. i'd call her up and be like hey harley let's go out it's on yeah but yeah no i was making a kind of like a, a connection to that with mm-hmm. missy you know now i really zapped i really zapped the comedy out of this no, i'm, I'm okay. so sorry i was so confused i didn't mean to you were like wait a second what <laughs> well i i just i wouldn't have thought that that would be a thing yeah. I'm, I'm kind of uh i'm, I'm a little bit i'm a little bit shocked yeah, that's all right. High five, August, though. Yeah. Well done. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jada looks good still. She's always looked good. Mm-hmm. She's just scrum diddly umptious. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's how I describe women. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Sorry, Ned Flanders of you. Yeah. Diddly. Yeah. 
Um, <laughs> yeah. What else is there to say <laughs> about Vintage Focus Journey? I feel like we're, we're like coming down like a rabbit hole here. Yeah. We're just like free falling into madness. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah. Fuck. Uh. <laughs> this is a weird episode. We've gone like in so, in so many different directions. Well, it's so it's, hard to. It's funny how we talk about like just the movie of what it is, and then just branches off into all these little. Doesn't it feel like things? we're talking more about other shit mm-hmm. on these episodes than on other ones? Yeah, I know, hundred percent. It's you know. weird. This like, is a, Bill you know. and Ted, very thought provoking franchise mm-hmm. altogether. <laughs> Which if you seen the movies, which I hope you have if you're listening to this, then you would never... You you would just watch it and be like, yeah, cool. Yeah. But then, like, we try and break it down and, like, just go off and, like, just wrap the whole this other bullshit. I, I like the different versions of Hell as well. Like, the military boot camp uh, version yeah. was cool. The grandma that was like, give me... Give me a little kid. The mustache and the yellow yeah. teeth. Um, that, was, that was cool. What was the other one? Like, the animatronic there? Was it? No, it was like the stuffed animal. Right? Easter Bunny? Yeah. That was cool. Yeah. yeah. That was creepy. Had some fi- Five Nights at Freddy's mm-hmm. style things going on there. Yeah, that was interesting. That yeah. Dynamic. Also, the effect. Yeah, we talked about like the Bill and Ted. We talked about the Bill and Ted uh, robots, like the evil Bill and Ted's. Mm-hmm. Uh,. We talked about them as kind of like characters, but just in terms of the effect that they pulled off, where like they reach into their mouths and like yeah. pull it apart to show the inner workings, uh, that fucking shit was cool. Like that was really neat. I wasn't expecting that. You know, I look back at you know 1990 around that time, like, yeah. and just picture like the Stone Age. Like they don't have any like good special effects or anything. But mm. I mean, that was. They did a really good job on that. The way that the skin stretched, like, the material that they made the fake Bill and Ted, mm-hmm. like, face out of. Yeah. It was so stretchy, you know? It, it, that, that was really cool. That was wild. Yeah, it was almost a seamless transition, too, from when, you know, they stuck their hands and their fingers in their mouths and just... Yeah. And there's that big robot skin there. That was nuts. I honestly... That was one thing that really stood out to me about this one was that it made me realize that like the first movie must have been a walloping success because they spent fucking change on this movie. Like, mm-hmm. it, Big it, improvement. It, it looks great, you know. Mm-hmm. Even now, it looks great. Like the, those robots were fucking awesome, and the set for the Bill and Ted University, that the big statue. Which at yeah. first I was like, is it forced photography? Is it like way in the foreground? Mm. And so it's actually like six inches tall and we're panning the camera past it at a background. But like you go down and then you see people walk in front of it. So I don't know. It could have been forced photography. And then they did like a splice to edit it together with like a real sized pedestal. But there's part of me that's like, I, I, it was so seamless that it made me think that it might have actually been... Like a twenty-foot Bill and Ted statue. Imagine that. Which is fucking crazy. Also, what, where is it? I was, I was literally just gonna say, <laughs> yeah. like, what did they do with that? I know that uh, the town—I don't know how to say it—but San San Dimas. San Dimas. San Dimas. Yeah. Um, 
I, I know that they like cherish that movie. Like, yeah. Oh yeah. They like they had like a a celebration of the town, and it was like celebrating 100 years of San Dimas, uh-huh. and then it said an excellent adventure uh-huh. underneath of it. So it's like they fucking fully. They're like, this is ours. This is what we are. You know. Well, that's like. Uh, fuck. What is it? What is that little town in West Virginia that just? Oh, what? Point Point Pleasant? Point Pleasant, that was it. The Mothman? Yeah. Yeah. They, like, embrace it the way that Point Pleasant embraces Mothman. I still, I really... There's a statue of Bill and Ted. Yeah. I I wouldn't be surprised if you went to San San Dimas and, like, right on the town common. In in Philadelphia, they have the Rocky statue. The Rocky statue. They need to add the gang from Always Sunny should be up there with him. Dude, (laughs) take down the Rocky. Statue, yeah, just it, it should be always sunny and always and only always sunny. We're moving Being on. We're going down the list where it's like we're gonna get rid of the Confederate statues, yeah. And now we're getting rid of Rocky. Yeah, you know <laughs> that's the next one that's gotta go. I'm just put a big Danny DeVito statue there. Either coming out of a couch or <laughs> slathered in baby oil. Uh, either of those two is fine. Yeah, I like the couch one. <laughs> that's pretty good. Um, awesome. But yeah, no, I, I that. They, you could tell that the second movie was a lot more like carefully considered than the first, you know, um, from top to bottom, you know, that just the, the, the writing was better. The, the look of the movie was better. I think the plot was, I mean, the plot's part of the writing, but I mean, the plot was just more intriguing, um, I honestly don't know why I fell out of it the way that I did, Mm. but I did. I fell out of it hard and fast. I was all in, and then I just was like, bleh. And I feel like part of it is that that scene that I was talking about, um, I didn't mind Ted's dad's portrayal of Ted. I thought he did an awesome job with that. I thought it was good. He had mannerisms down. He had, like, the face. He had the way he said things. Yeah, I thought he was great. Um, The guy that does Bill... I felt like he had never seen the movies. Yeah, that guy sucked. I yeah, I, I feel like that was something where I was like, this is the guy that you cast to be Bill? Like, no. I, mm-hmm. Back of the drawing board. Mm-hmm. Somebody else. Yeah, I just didn't Just didn't feel it. I'm glad they didn't go, like, prolong that scene with him trying to do the impressions because it was bad. It was, it was rough. Even just, like, I always think Bill was more the intellectual between the two of them. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like Ted's considerably dumber than bill um but the way that that guy portrayed bill where he's like dude donuts and he got all excited and like the way he was like stuffing a donut down his face i was like trying to imagine bill doing that and i just couldn't see it i could not see alex winter like stuffing an entire crawler down his throat like that mm-hmm. it, it just doesn't make sense nah, it's weird it's like I'll do the scene, but I have to eat that donut. <laughs> that was that was his paycheck. Yeah, that was his like. That was it. Like, all right, well, we don't have to pay this dude anything. Like, just eat the donut. We'll just write that line. No one's yeah. gonna notice. Yeah. Ron noticed. I noticed. I was yeah. I didn't like it. I didn't like his performance, and I feel like. I feel like that's a really shitty reason for me to be like I fell out of the movie. But honestly, that's where the trouble started. It was right in that scene. So, there's something to it. Well, I mean, immediately after that, they go to the seance. And then yeah. Bill's like, does this stuff usually work? 
Ted's like, no, but it's gonna tonight. Yeah. It's funny how they manipulated people into, in, you know, using that to their advantage. Yeah. You know, they see a, they see a seance going on, and like this is like the perfect time to like get that message across. And then you get across, but it's like backfiring on them. Yeah. In a way, I mean, it kind of yeah. just sets the chorus off a little bit, you know, different route there, but. Yeah. I do. Um, I think that sometimes in the Bill and Ted movies, I I feel like they have like the start of an idea and then they realize that their idea can be solved like in a half an hour and then they're like oh we gotta add things yeah, yeah, yeah. so then they start adding things and blowing up the balloon and i feel like that massive expansion that they do is part of the reason that i'm like i always fall out it's like I did it in the first movie and I did it in this one because it just felt like the, the it was just expanding. Mm-hmm. Like they, they went back in time, they got Napoleon and Freud and Billy the Kid and then they were like, you know what we should do? Extra credit! And then it was like, here's 15 minutes of them collecting other people from the past, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like they, they the writers are, all, are constantly like, well, we gotta... How do we make this? Oh, they gotta build. They gotta build other robots. So there's there's three different sets of Bill and Ted's, you know, mm-hmm. like that stuff is always weird. It's, it's to me. I'm like the conflict is between Bill and Ted and evil Bill and Ted. Like they're like, oh, these are the good Bill and Ted's. But it's like, no, you you two assholes are the good Bill and Ted's. Like yeah. the, the, these robots are unnecessary. You already have good and evil fighting now. I know when you when you think about how easy they the robots pulled off their own heads. It's like, dude, y'all could have done that. Right? Granted, when you, when Bill punched Evil Bill in the head and, you know, almost broke his hand. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe those robots are just have super strength. Wildly they, inconsistent. Yeah. Uh, change based on plot necessities. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I, um, I was surprised that they killed Bill and Ted. I was, too. The way they did. I was like, really? They went there? And then I remembered I had heard about death being a part of this. I, I was like, okay, that makes was, sense. but I didn't... I didn't expect them to blatantly throw him off a cliff and be like, you're dead. Yeah. And then... And, then, and they hawk loogies on them. Yeah. <laughs> like, you would have... I hawked a loogie on dead me's face. On dead good me's face. <laughs> when they built those robots, that mean they built something specifically in them that, that they could hawk loogies. And it was like, for that thing specifically... Yeah, you're gonna kill them this way, and then you're gonna spit on them. That's the only reason why you have this ability to create saliva. Yeah, <laughs> he did mouch out chips too, which I was like, that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, robots yeah. just sitting there eating chips. And they were trying to get some. Oh, I, that was the thing that I wanted to bring up. Yeah. It was such a ridiculous line, but I have a, I have a, I think it was I have a full-on robot chubby. Hilarious. Oh, when they looked at the pictures. Yeah, yeah that was that hilarious. Was but then when Bill and Ted, the ghost Bill and Ted, come back to the their home and they see evil Bill and Ted trying to hook up with the princesses. Yeah. You know, when they're trying to sabotage their relationship. And the, we used to be, what do they, they call themselves? We used to be like puss weenies or something. Yeah, something like, like that. But now we're whatever, whatever. Get over here, put out. And then just yeah. Like, hmm. yeah. But it's a testament to how good Bill and the actual Bill and Ted are. Yeah, you because know? like at the time of this movie, how much, huh? I'm getting attacked by animals. Like, you know, before all that, they proposed to the princesses. And, yep. You know, just that scene right there just hints that they hadn't even hooked up or anything no. before that. Yeah. You know. And I feel like the, the uh, it's not something that 
Yeah, I, I mean, realistically, I feel like there's been like two years between the first and second movie. Yeah. It feels like it passed in real time. The first one came out in 89, this one came out in 91. Mm-hmm. Um, and, yeah, the fact that they emphasize, like, our girlfriends are most chaste, you know, and, uh, yeah, it, it does, it, it paints a picture where it's like, these dudes are just like, no, we, we, we like them, you know, mm-hmm. they don't want to do that, it's fine, you know. Yeah. Um, good, good souls. When they were reading the poems at the same time, were they saying the exact same things? They had different adjectives. Okay. I but the structure that. was 100% yeah. the same. They were like, this came from my own heart. And then Ted's like, I wrote this last night. And then they sat, you know, Bill starts reading his and it kind of transitions to Ted's. Yeah. And I'm like, it sounds the exact same, but like you said, like different adjectives here and there. And I didn't know if they transitioned it, you know, like Bill was reading his adjectives and then Ted started to read like a continuation, but like different ones. And I didn't know if they were like the same one that was kind of meshing, but yeah. It almost is like they did a Mad Libs. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like they had the, 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 the <laughs> format was all there and then they just filled in the blanks, you yeah, know, yeah. whatever came to mind first. Um, you see the fucking rings that they gave them? They oh, were, that like, was cute. That was of, so cute. Like those little machines at the grocery yeah. store. Yeah. yeah, that was really cute. I liked that. There was nothing sadder than them taking the rings off and throwing yeah. them down. I was like, oh, that's so fucking sad. Mm-hmm. They had, like, such a cute little relationship, and mm-hmm. now it's over because of these two evil bastards. These two evil robot bastards. Yeah. How'd you feel about, uh, I know you said he kind of, like, fell off in the movie, so I don't know how much he paid attention to the whole thing, but mm-hmm. their, their play on the, the uh, time travel at the end, and they were like, they got the guy, and they were like, oh, we... Let's just go back in time. We'll tell tell ourselves to go back mm-hmm. in time, and we'll we'll drop the cage on him, and we'll drop the what was it sack of something so it hits the gun out of his hand. I don't know. Yeah, I mean they they didn't go back in time. They didn't show any of that bit, but they were like, we're just gonna do this, and then it all just happened. Yeah, that was kind of. I thought that was cool. It was interesting. Yeah, I like seeing it from the instead of from an insider perspective, seeing it from the outside. Mm-hmm. So I mean, we got a little bit of that in the first movie, yeah. where it was like we'll drop the trash can on his head, mm-hmm. you know. And then they, it just, boop, and yep. it exists. And they don't, I, did, did they ever show them, like, actually do that? I don't think so. Okay. So I was, like, trying to wrap my head around, like, the, the play-by-play on this one. I'm like, well, how would that have happened? You know what would be funny is if in the third movie, uh, like, during the credits, they show, like, Bill and Ted. Well, maybe, like, right at the end of the third movie, Bill and Ted are like, oh, we forgot to do something. And you're like, what? And you're like, nothing. We'll be right back. And then, like, the credits start rolling. And, like, as the credits are rolling, you see, like, the Bill and Ted from the new movie, like, yeah. going back and being like, okay, now we'll drop the trash oh, can. That, that, that'll be fine. Yeah, that'll now we'll do cool. this, you know. I like that. So it's like they, for, like, 30 years, they were, like, they were, like, just absentmindedly, like, wait a minute. Did we ever do that? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, what happened? So we must have. Uh-huh. We got to do it before we die. Because yeah. <laughs> no, if we die, really we'll cool. change everything. It's a, it's the episode for that, man. I keep losing mine. Mm-hmm. That's Sunday morning. Just remember that for several, and I mean for quite a quite a while, I was like circling a thought mm-hmm. and being like, 
what is it? I, it's just like escaping me. Yeah. And, and the fact that when I figured out what it was, it was a dick joke. Just, just yeah. remember that that's me. Okay? <laughs> it was just me trying to remember the line, I have a full-on robot chubby. Yeah. Which needs to be on a t-shirt. We should, that, that should be on someone's t-shirt somewhere. <laughs> How off color. It's fun. Yeah. I don't know where I'd be able to wear it, but. I mean, anywhere. <laughs> Family restaurants in particular. I'm interested to see what they do in this third movie, because, like, time travel has to come into play, right? So, needs think, to. And, like, you know, in, in this one, they, they were able to bring people back from the past the present and they didn't focus as much on that as they did in the first one but i'm uh -huh. interested to see if this one will take place like way in the future and they'll come back to the past and take like pop culture icons from like our present and bring them back and some if they'll do that or if oh, they yeah. go way back oh yeah or maybe it is going to take place you know like 2020 type type timeline i don't know I mean, I think it has to, but it's kind of interesting. Mm. It'd be interesting, too, like, now CGI is so good that it's, like, you could do relatively modern celebrities that have passed away mm -hmm. at this point that, you know, you could, right. you could show in the future. I don't know. There's a lot of, there's so many options now. Mm -hmm. I feel like now is like the best time for those types of films, time travel and yeah. all that shit. But um, I don't know. What do you think? I feel like we we pretty solidly covered this one. Yeah. You missing anything? I don't think so. Hmm. All right. Well, thank you guys for listening to a. Short but thorough episode of WT Fada. Use the hashtag WT Fada giveaway one to win a $25 Amazon gift card and a sticker set. For fuck's sake, just do it. I mean, I don't understand what the problem is. <laughs> just do it. Um, <clears throat> check out the Batman trailer and also the latest episode of What's the Story because that weight loss tip is unbelievable. Real good. Um, anything else to add? No, that's all I got. Um, by the time this comes out, the third villain's head will already be out. Yep. And we're gonna, we're gonna watch it, and we're gonna have, like, a little bit of a party. It's gonna be a villain's head party next week, just like it was this week, and last week. And that'll conclude the trilogy. Yep. Alright. Alright, bye everyone. Bye! Once again, guys, thank you for listening on next week's episode of WT Fada. It is the main event, the one that we have been building towards for the last two weeks. That's right. We're going to be talking about Geely. Just kidding. Uh, no, it's Bill and Ted Face the Music, of course. Bet you didn't see that one coming. Strap in. It's going to be a good time. Bye. If you're enjoying WT Fada and you want to bring it with you on the go, well, there's a place for that. It's called RON-III-ART, 
www.redbubble.com. You can head over there. We have all the WT Fada merchandise you could ever want in the WT Fada collection. Um, a lot of good stuff there. Uh, a lot of stuff that I'm very happy with, very pleased with. Um, and a few new designs that have been added since last week um, that I'm very excited about. So check them out. Especially, I, I especially like uh, WT Fada podcast. You've uh, tried the rest. Now try the mediocreist. Pretty proud of that. <laughs>